Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another week's installment of Jokes with Jonathan. Is that what it's called now? Should be. It used to be called Beyond Sunday. <laughs> with a spiritual emphasis on making sure that the teaching times get extended into our lives during the week. That's a thing of the past. That's that's over. Okay. (laughs) All right. right. We will get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. But anyway, um, so Randall, my my grandma, when she turned 65, she started walking 10 miles a day. Wow. We have no idea where she is. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, there we go. That would be funny if that doesn't end up being true sometime. That's so sad. Oh. It can be sad. Bless their hearts. Or true. Oh. Um, all right, into Ephesians. All right, we're done with joke we time. Were? Yep, we were, were in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I usually bring my uh, my notes up. There's mm-hmm. two points, so mm-hmm. I don't have them in front of me. Yeah. Do you remember what they were offhand? Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, the, um, the first... Uh, the first part of the section was having to do with these grace gifts. Mm-hmm. And I forget how I worded it. It was something like we've been, we've all been given grace gifts. And then the second part is for the purpose of uh, building up the body or yeah. something along those lines. Yep. Those were the two points. All right. So that sounds right to me. 11 to 16, I think. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16, I think was the text. That's correct. All right. So two to three questions mm-hmm. for you. Okay. Right. So one, uh, you regularly mention these, this two-way split of gifts, speaking and serving. Right. Okay. Those categories. Right, and the, right, right. We got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Yeah. It's just for fun. Well, yeah. it's not just for fun. It's, it it kind of is. Take a guess. Yeah, oh, pick, gotcha. Pick gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, Take a shot at it. So part one of the question, can someone have gifts in both categories? Because you've asked us a couple times now, raise your hand if yeah. you're the speaking, raise your yeah. hand if you're serving. Yeah. So you would say, and I, yeah. It, yeah. And I should, I, I mean, I should qualify that, especially with those type of minds floating around. I should say, mm-hmm. what's your predominant, you know, what do you think your you know, major one is? When I, when I spoke with somebody on Sunday, um, one of the things I said was that, that the start of any of these gift gift list is is often talking about we're all serving so there is a sense in which of course the teaching the speaking gift is also serving the body in a Mm -hmm. general it's a it's a specific way of serving Mm -hmm. so um i did i did mention that to someone on sunday right after church uh, because they had a they had a really good comment uh about um like what if i what if you had the gift of exhortation Mm-hmm. You are using words to communicate to someone else to help them. Mm-hmm. And so while that is predominantly a serving gift, there is speaking involved. But the speaking part of that includes um, your capacity to inform doctrine or to instruct in doctrine and Christian living, mm-hmm. as opposed to exhortation usually being you either try to give someone some comfort or some counsel, and I'm sure you're bathing either of those in Scripture. Mm-hmm. But that would not be, uh, you know, as I said to the person on Sunday, that's that's not predominantly a speaking gift. So wh- hold on, why not? 
how is that a because if you're saying another way to think of uh, mm -hmm. speaking and serving in mm -hmm. my mental visual mind is mm -hmm. my mouth or my hands. Yeah, so that's what we were getting mm -hmm. at on Sunday with this uh, this particular person who made a great observation about well, I kind of you know I do I kind of do both. Mm -hmm. So the speaking uh, and I I took them back to the First Peter text where Peter divides them into two categories, and I said you'll notice that the one who speaks is supposed to be doing supposed to be speaking the oracles of God. So that's a that's a a gift focused on you are speaking God's word to people. Now you might do that as a way of encouragement and you might quote a verse. Mm -hmm. But that's different from you instructing the person. You're trying to encourage them, trying to help them along, and it's different than a formal instructive type of purpose. That's that's all. So is it the instructive or is it the formal? thing that would distinguish uh, it and I maybe this I, isn't I, worth I, talking I, about no, well what's what's worth it is when you uh, i want to get back to your original question what's worth it is when someone said i, I think i'm a little of both and i mm -hmm. would say oh no doubt in my mind that there's all kinds of of people who have multiple gifts not just one i believe yeah. that's true and so a person could easily raise their hand both mm -hmm. and say i have the gift of teaching mm -hmm. but i also have the gift of serving yeah, because I think about it's myself, possible. like I, I, in a lot of ways, prefer to serve. It's mm -hmm. it's a comfortable place for me, mm -hmm. uh, just being behind the scenes and doing something and just helping, moving chairs yeah. Yeah. Uh, and things like that. Exactly. Um, but I feel uh, like an obligation or a compulsion to teach, too. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want people to understand what yeah. God's Word has to say yeah. and its implications on their life and yeah. for their soul. Um, so I go, I feel like I go both ways, and mm -hmm. I don't know why. Why do you say predominant then too? Like, what's your predominant? What's that matter? Well, I think I, I think all that matters is if you know we're back to the discussion of which gift do you have. Pick mm -hmm. one. Uh, maybe some people don't have to pick one. Maybe they say I'm both. My guess is though that they have a leaning towards, you know, I am. I, I really believe God has given me my function in the body is mm -hmm. this. Gotcha. That's what I, I feel like a lot of us do. Yeah. That. Okay. My fun, I know my, I know my place in this body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. So, uh, to take this a little bit further then. Yeah. So we've got these two categories, serving, speaking. Um, once you've got that general direction then, and what's your take on like, how important is it then to hone in on what specific gift do I have? You know, is it, the gift of prophecy mm -hmm. versus teaching mm -hmm. or, um, mm -hmm. you know, serving versus generosity, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that what, uh, what we're doing in that, in, in these spiritual gift lists and in these concepts and in their context in Ephesians 4, in 1 Corinthians 12, in Romans 12, what we're doing is we're, we are following the Spirit's promptings. And so, in a in a real practical sense, especially if you're if you are trying to say, I I do want to be plugged into the body. If you're a part of this faith family, I want to be plugged into the body. Then, you really do have to listen to the Spirit's prompting. What is it that He wants you to do? And then you do have to have a sense of there's enough there's enough ministry going on in this body for you to find uh, for to find your place. I don't. I don't think necessarily it's it's a huge deal. I think I, I, it's it's not a huge deal to pinpoint it as much as it is. Are you are you active in the body? 
mm-hmm. with one of those areas. That's why I just like starting with the general sense of, you know, Peter says there's two ways, do one or the other. And I think the Spirit of God really does guide people. I mean, I've listened to so many parishioners through the years said, who've said to me, I know the Lord wanted me to do this. I know they did. And in this case, it's the Lord directing them to a particular service, uh, an aspect or an element of service where they know they're in the will of God and they're fulfilled in that and and the body is benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple thoughts. So... Mm-hmm. I think, like, so if I'm hearing you right, you've got your two categories. So let's just go to the speaking side for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the speaking gift of prophecy and a speaking gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. You, if I'm hearing you right, you're saying there's some value in being able to pinpoint it, but it's not the, you know, the end all. Like that needs, you've got to nail the right one. Yeah, but, yeah, because, you know, I tried to say this on Sunday, and I've said it so many times through the years, but I don't ever remember what the venue is. But the reason why, one of, I'll be careful, one of the reasons why God didn't tell you how to find it is because he didn't think you needed to. Mm-hmm. Okay, just think that through. This would be one of those cruel jokes, which thankfully God never plays on us, where he says, hey, look, I'm giving you a gift, but you have no idea what it is, and you'll have no idea to find it until some someone comes up with this gift test. And then if you ever find one of those, and maybe you can take one, and maybe you can find someone to read it for you and decipher it, and yeah, that's a cruel game to play. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and all the revelation that he gave us. So I love, I love the confidence of... You, you're, you're going to know. You are going to know. The Spirit of God is going to direct you to your place of service. I, I, can I just say, too, this is fresh in my mind uh, because of an email that I just read this morning. I had emailed my favorite professor in my lifetime, uh, Dr. John Hanna from the Dallas Seminary days way back in the 80s. And, oh, my goodness, he's just he just was so helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And so I was writing to him, and I was saying, hey, can you— can you just help me be a better professor? Would you just give me some, you know, he's been doing this now. I think he said 50, so it's close to 50 years now he's wow. been teaching. And he's one of the best professors ever. And um, so one of the long, one of the items in a long list of things, he was so gracious to me. One of them was, if you can provide simplicity, mm-hmm your students will be able to find their way to complexity, which I thought was such a great thing for me to remember because a lot of the subjects that I deal with are extremely complex with Old Testament hermeneutics. And I thought, wow, look at that. So let's do this with the gift, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons why I have tried to say, take a shot at and pick one, you got a 50-50 shot, is because that simplicity sets the person uh, in motion where they are going to, they'll arrive at their complexity, maybe the more specific gift. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get through, if they don't get to the simplicity part, they may not ever make it, right. which I thought was such a neat. That's why, that's why he's like my favorite professor. Cause the stuff that comes out of his mouth is like, Oh my word, that's so true. So and that was a simple statement in itself. It was simplicity. To complexity. It really was. So um, for what it's worth, yeah. that's why I really believe that God set us up in this in this way, because the spirit of God who grants the gifts as he wills also grants the guidance 
to put them into practice. Mm -hmm. We could, and I don't know where we're going with this, but what if we just stopped and said, it's not confusion that's keeping anyone from serving. It's not confusion. It's something else. I wonder what it might be. And I, and I'm saying this with a, a, you know, just a heart filled, thrilled uh, from, you know, coming last night just for a few minutes and Mm -hmm. seeing, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I should have, because I've seen it before, but Again, a building, every level of the building, plus outside, every level was filled with kids and, and staff and volunteers. And it was like, wow, there's a whole lot of people mm-hmm. there. And, and what I said to Michelle when I got back was, it was great to see some of these new people here mm-hmm. diving in, people that I had in the Welcome to the Faith, that we had in the Welcome to the Faith family class. Here they are. Uh, so, you know, it's a great, yeah. they'll, they'll find their way. Yeah, no, I agree. Um it was probably you know longer than I should have. No, no that was great. Uh, my mind's going you all over the place. You cut me off anytime, right? Because you, you, you're the head of this thing. Yeah, right. Um, so, no, I think probably one of the the most helpful pieces of the fifty fifty breakdown is like you just said, mm-hmm. it takes away the oh I've got to figure it out before I even jump in the waters. Mm-hmm. Just jump in, and you'll begin to find your find your way. Yeah, and so I think that's extremely helpful um peter's glad you think that way good (laughs) so now i'm thinking about well okay let me say one thing first Mm -hmm. the gift lists i don't know if you've said this yet that we have in the new testament Mm -hmm. they're not identical correct so nor are they comprehensive right which opens us uh opens up the opportunity for there, there may be spiritual gifts that are available to a believer that are not listed in the New Testament because... Or would be subsets of... I mean, if you had an inspired author here, Peter or Paul, if they were sitting here listening to you, they might say, well, yeah, come up with one and I'll find a category under which it fits. Gift of evangelism. Uh, There. Just in case. I might be able to claim that as one. Not for myself, but Go you know ahead, what we're talking Paul. about. Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead, Peter. <laughs> yeah. This is what I deal with yeah. all the time. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I won't continue That's down good. that road. That's good. But another question that has to do with these two categories then is the speaking gifts feel pretty similar to me. You know, so if I'm thinking about going from simplicity, getting into mm-hmm. finding uh, an avenue mm-hmm. that really is a place where I can thrive, mm-hmm. um, the speaking gifts have a lot of similarities. But the serving gifts feel to me like they could be endless, you know, from generosity to service to you name it. Just amazing. So in that regard, it feels to me like if you're serving, let's, you know, you'll it it might have more value to say, I I think that this is a a lane that I need to stay in Mm -hmm. and kind of just yes be strong in i agree with that i like i like that thought the other thing is you and i have experienced this where a parishioner comes they're fairly new to us and they see a gap in the body Mm -hmm. and they say i'd really like to fill that gap so there's another uh there's another way to think about not only if you find your lane stay in it but sometimes you actually create the lane Mm -hmm. in a church like ours where not everything's getting done, and all of a sudden, God has just said, "You know what? This would really help people. Mm-hmm. This would really help build this body up." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little 
different from your angle, but I, I think your angle is, is correct. Since there are so many different ways to serve, yeah. well, find the one that's, yeah, find the one that suits you. Mm-hmm. One way, uh, one way to, uh, to do this too would be to say, um, some ministries require very little um, interaction with people. Yeah. Very little. Mm-hmm. And that person is thrilled to be able to serve like that without a whole lot of interaction with people. Mm-hmm. But then there's other ministries of serving that you really do need to interact with people. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's so even that might be one of those where, yeah, which one are you? Mm-hmm. Because now when you start to look at where to serve, you maybe you're not maybe you're not fond of a lot of, maybe you don't have a lot of people skills or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, to put right. it bluntly, maybe that's mm-hmm. just not where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe it is. Yeah. And I can think of people, again, with a full heart across our congregation who are serving in different areas like that. Yeah. Some don't know a thing. You know, the 99% of the church doesn't know what in the world they're doing, but they're serving in a lane mm-hmm. and they're helping. Yeah. Um, but how much then, like, does the 21st century American church and our idea of serving, you know, kids ministry, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. children's ministry, spiritual gift yeah. um, versus this body image yeah. that we have? And do we lose something there or do we do we gain something just in the day that we live in and the opportunities that are unique or different? So I think it, I think. First of all, let me go with the loss, the loss section. I think what we lose is we lose the fact that in Lancaster County, in our particular time in history, we lose sight. Most of the time, we're not dealing with actually helping people in great need because of finances and because of affluence for the most part. Okay, We mm-hmm. have benevolence, yeah. which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And we have every once in a while, we know of people that really need, you know, they need some help. Mm-hmm. But most of us, we just live kind of independently of each other. So I think there is a loss where the church hasn't experienced, the church in America right now and in Lancaster County hasn't experienced what the early church did. And that was the fact that they embraced Christ means that they lost a lot. Mm-hmm. That has not happened to us. So I think the loss part of that is true to start with that end of it, which I think is where you started to start with that segment of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've, I think we've lost some things just by virtue of our time and history, our economic uh, scenario, but also the way in which the world continues to tolerate the Christian faith here very, very well. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, to have any Christian influence at all at Donegal is amazing. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't think that's quite where I was getting. Uh, like, when I see these gifts that are like we talk about serving, mm-hmm. you know, and we say to the faith family, yeah. hey, use your gifts, serve. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be moving chairs after church on yep. Sunday. It yep. might be uh, helping, you know, as a volunteer down in junior church. Mm-hmm. It might be setting up for communion. Mm-hmm. So we, we, it seems like we equate doing a task with a spiritual gift. Is that the case? Or... Um, you know, my spiritual gift is, and this isn't poking at anybody, but mm-hmm. just my spiritual gift is filling the communion cups once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. That would seem yeah. like it would fall under like a, a servant's heart mm-hmm. uh, yep. behind the scenes. Yep. Um, yep. 
Are you tracking where I'm going? I am. I'm not sure I even know where I'm going. Well, I mean, when you started with, do you know, do we have a loss, though, because of this particular, you know, because of our our church culture? Yeah, we have an American church culture that is different than, you know, the Corinthian church culture mm-hmm. and the Roman church culture and Which so on. Which is sort of where I was going with, yeah, there are some losses because our, our society, Christians in our society, uh, we, we, yeah, it's different for us. Mm-hmm. than it was. And I think for them, they were forced, <laughs> if you want to use the term, they were forced into it, but they did it because they knew they were they were all one. We, we don't have that sense of it's us, you know, it's we need each other because it's more or less kind of, um, yeah, it's, it's icing on the cake, you know, when we get together type stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if I, but uh, let me go to the game. I hear side what you're saying. No. Let me go to the game side of it, though. I think now, because of all the agencies that we have, because of the way towns are set up, I do see that our day uh, presents some great opportunities for us to serve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like um, like the uh, the crew that's a part of this uh, helping the refugee family with Bethany Christian Services or something. Yep. You know, thanks to that organization, we have an opportunity to do something like that. It would be the same uh, with the local evangelism, uh, the, the local outreach committees that are working here with Austin. Um, there's a lot of things we can do in the town. Mm-hmm. Those are gains for us now that I don't, I don't know if they would have been available in the first century. I'm not sure. So there might be some gains for us too. Yeah. But I, I do think that, but to, you, to go back to your examples, uh, once again, Peter or Paul might say, yeah, you just described a subcategory. Gotcha. Under, under which serving works. Yeah, and I think so. And that deacon word that I referred to on Sunday, you know, we're used to that that uh, that word meaning serving, mm-hmm. but it, you know, a lot of us think of it as a particular, you know, a, a group of people who have an official office. Yeah. To do something in the church. Yeah, and I think where where my mind starts to lose traction a little bit is. In why well, I, I want to figure out what my gift is, get a defined understanding of what that gift is, mm-hmm. and then do it. And knowing that there's some some give and take, or it's not always black and white. Mm-hmm. And even the like we talked about for a minute, the the gift lists aren't the same. So mm-hmm. getting back to your original point. Just getting in, you know, getting off the bench, getting in the game, mm-hmm. serving, speaking, equipping the body mm-hmm. in whatever way that I, I have opportunity to, yeah. and being a, a productive part of the body. And the last part, now you arrived at the purpose of Ephesians 4. Mm-hmm. So that those, those last few words that you said are reflecting the theology of this. Earlier than that, when your mind is trying to mull over all those things, you're betraying yourself as you should as a modern, postmodern type of person. Mm-hmm. And so the questions that you're bringing to the text are questions that God isn't going to answer. Yeah. That's what makes that really hard. Mm-hmm. It's not that you shouldn't think about those. It's just that what we need to focus on beyond Sunday is the, the realization that I tried to say a couple of times, do, do, does, does someone realize that if they if they're not using their gift in the body, the body is susceptible to spiritual error. 
That was a that's a really important point in that paragraph. Mm-hmm. Normally, I would have come to this paragraph and said, "Well, if you have a speaking gift and you're not speaking truth, the body is going to be susceptible to error." But this whole text says, "If you have a speaking or a serving gift and you're not serving, the body suffers." And the suffering was worded with respect to mm-hmm. being tossed back and forth like like children who can't decide what's true and what's not. So that that to me is fascinating. So the purpose of Ephesians 4 is to make sure that all of us are motivated to, to, to do our part, every part working properly, I think was the last part of the reading in verse 16. Mm-hmm. That's really what that's, you know, what we, what we need to be doing all week, making yeah. sure we're making sure we're a part of the body. Right. And uh, to take just that body illustration a little further, mm-hmm. we've all felt it when one part of our body isn't working quite right and we have to compensate. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I just looked at his knee. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Right, your wrist. So, yep. right, we've all, we, when we're compensating, yep. like the last week, all of a sudden my back started bothering me. I wonder me. why, because you're walking like, I'm walking like, like a, a ding dong. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. and so I become more susceptible when one part of my body isn't yeah. working like it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, each part is working. When each part is working properly is how that reading uh, comes to a close. And it's the only the way we grow. Yeah. Spiritual strength from every part. Uh, all those contact points we talked about, you know, that soft tissue, the tendons and ligaments mm-hmm. and, and else. Uh, what else there are? Yeah. Else. Um, would you place an emphasis on serving using those gifts inside the local church versus the the like universal church to use that term? Mm-hmm. No doubt, at least priority, at least priority wise, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these, all of these letters, Ephesians, for instance, uh, all of that would be. I think that's why if you if you know if you listened I, uh, back, you'd you, I said you start here, start at least start here. This, you know, if, if this is your, the way I put it, because we had a lot of visitors, I said, look, if you're, if this is your church home, this is your faith family, start here at, at least because this is the body that you're functioning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're, if you're talking about, well, should I, should I serve outside? Well, yes, of course, but not as a priority. So how, uh, we didn't go into specifics about those five different roles, but the one in the middle of the evangelist. Mm-hmm. How does that work inside the church? Paul tells Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Yeah, yeah. But the word isn't used all that often. I did a quick search, mm-mm, mm-mm. and it's not used very often. So, But the it finds its base in just the word euangelion, the good news. Mm-hmm. And so does the evangelist have a, a, a place in the church? Mm-hmm. And how might that function? Keep planting them keep planting what churches keep planting them okay yep. yeah or I so mean, give me a practical example here at calvary bible church how would an evangelist use that well it would have to role, be yeah it'd be functioning keep, that keep role. planting them or then your primary responsibility is make sure you keep announcing the gospel to people who don't know it yeah you can do that anywhere but sure but in these cases when you have this list and you're going back to the five right Mm-hmm. So when he gives these five in verse 11, he, those five, remember I said that the, the combination of those five mm-hmm. was to get them started and sustained. Yeah, kind of moving forward in there. Get growth. them started and get them sustained. You have these five. Now their work is 
for the equipping. So rather than just see the evangelist alone, you need to see the evangelist plus the the other two. And so if I would have, if I were going to be uh, real specific and take more time on this, I would say what you have is you have the apostles and prophets who were the foundation of the mm-hmm. first century. But then what you have is you have three functioning people now that's that continue to start and sustain churches worldwide from mm-hmm. here on out until Jesus comes. The first two foundational, according to 2.20, Ephesians 2.20. So you have the apostles and the prophets, and then and then you have evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. And those three are going to be carrying that message, starting churches and sustaining churches throughout the world. So those roles, do they have uh, like a correspondence to spiritual gifts too? Like I see prophet. Do they have the gift of prophecy? Is, is one in, are they one in the same? Or are those roles that um, you know, are more so defined by the role in the building of the body versus a spiritual gift attached to it? Uh, I think you'd have to start by saying, what does the role require? And yeah. then obviously, yes, there's a spiritual capacity a desire and a capacity that needs to be there. Whether or not you could pinpoint it, though, and say they each have gift or gifts assigned to them, I'm not sure. Yeah. Once again, God doesn't do that anywhere, so it's kind of hard to... I mean, we can take a shot at it, but we're guessing. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to stop my uh, my line of thinking for now because I think it's right. starting to lose traction. Mm-hmm. But I think just to, to wrap it back up, mm-hmm. to bring us back to the purpose for these different five roles and for all of the parts of the body to be functioning, mm-hmm. working properly so that we can not be susceptible to human cunning mm-hmm. or different doctrines, mm-hmm. unbiblical doctrines, That's right. so that the body, this local body, um, can stay together, mm-hmm. unified, and on on task yeah. as far as advancing God's kingdom. Yeah, Exactly. That's my closing word. That's excellent. Is that helpful? I thought it was very helpful. (laughs) All right, great. Do you have anything else to add? Nothing. Okay. No. Okay, so listen, Calvary Bible, thanks for being with us and uh, listening. I hope it's helpful. If you have any questions during a sermon or, you know, after on a Sunday afternoon or the following day, whatever, just shoot us an email at podcast at cbcmj.com. We love to hear from you. We'll get those questions addressed as best we can. And Again, just continue to talk about what it means to live the life of faith beyond Sunday. Okay? All right. I'll see you guys. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.